All right, so welcome one, welcome all. It's Persona time. Persona D and I am uh, your DM, Dashing Time. Call me Dashing, Dash, whatever you want. Just don't I call me tonight. <laughs> Damn it! Not a bias. I was just That's about to make a joke about that. <laughs> sure, call me whatever you want. Uh, so uh, I'd like us to go around. I know we all know each other, but just so we're all aware. Why don't we all introduce ourselves? Starting with Ryan. Oh. Nah, why do I have to go first? Because <laughs> you're the first one after me in the Discord. Nah! Alphabetical <laughs> order, baby! W-Z name, W. Damn. Uh, hello, everybody in chat, and hello to anybody in here who does not know me that well. Mostly looking at Zane. Hi. This is your first time meeting. Uh, my name is Rai. Uh, I'm a voice actor turning VTuber. Uh, you might know me from some stuff might not i don't really care i'm just here to have fun uh but uh yeah i stream as well uh it's twitch.tv slash ryan mckeon i'm changing the name soon so don't you can follow if you want but just know branching just happening otherwise yeah uh, i'm a nerd i like persona i like jrpgs and i was approached about this and this seems pretty fucking cool so i'm here yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Hooray! Hooray! Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was the uh, most like baseless, like yeah, oh shit! Uh, <laughs> like, what do we do now? <laughs> I mean, you, you could have just been like, hey, this yeah. is my name. All right, thanks. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just a yeah. fucker. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Striker. Uh, I am in a VTuber. I'm an Okami VTuber that plays a lot of retro games, RPGs, roguelikes, um, and lots of Souls likes, um, and. I am excited to cause fucking trouble with Vel as her uh, <laughs> as her twin brother. Oh, wow. that's all you guys get to hear. Plot twist. Oh all shit! Right. I'm before Zane. Fuck. Vel? <laughs> I <laughs> forgot <laughs> Zane started with. God damn it! Zane started with the Z. <laughs> fucking idiot. Man literally said ZW. <laughs> <laughs> ZW. Oh my god. Hi, I'm Vel. This is my channel. If you don't know me, for some reason, I don't know why you're here. <laughs> who are you? Who am I? Anyway. Where um, am I? Homestiff? 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 Nothing's going to get done. I hope you know that, Dashing. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Zane? I, I brought up the idea one day to a bunch of my friends, and oh. Dashing... Oh, you're, you're not done. done. Dashing been helping, and yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I started laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway, Alright, time, time, Zane, go. Nice. Uh, my name is Zane. I do a variety of things and stuff. I'm a little guy, and we're here to have fun. And nice. Awesome. Guy, but doesn't awesome, sound like awesome, little guy. Awesome. Tweet is up, boys. Let's go. I liked and retweeted. I'm gonna go smash it with my heart. I've already forgotten to add the link to it. It's fine. Good job. GG. Pro programmers. I have, oh, to add it fine. You have you have it. to put the link underneath yeah. it. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's it was intentional. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. intentional. Yeah. It was intentional. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 big brain. Big brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we are all gathered here today for session zero of Persona D and D. Like I mentioned before, um, first time for many, not first time for few. Uh, so, we'll just jump right into it. I am gonna provide you guys. PDFs of everything that we're going to go over today, so don't feel like you have to take any extensive notes because I'm literally handing you everything that I'm going to be talking about. Uh, some things that I do want to hit today, um, I want to go over this doc. I have a cheat sheet doc that I want to talk to you guys about, and then I want to get a base idea of 
your potential characters. You don't have to go too in-depth, or if you don't have an idea, or if you have an idea of what you might want. I would just like to get the creative juices flowing, because after we're done today with Session Zero, I'm going to be giving you guys an individual document of who your character knows, uh, world information of what you would know based on how long you might have been at this academy that we're going to be talking about, and just general information to help you cultivate your backstories to lead cool. into session one. And we'll also talk about, you know, when we're actually going to play session one in a day that we all can work on and work with to play D&D. So, Yay. with all that out of the way, um, can share my screen for you guys to take a look at. I don't know, can it's, you? I can. I mean, it's it's just a lot of words, but I'm going to be reading it anyway. But it's still nice to be able to see. <clears throat> so, for those of you who don't know how Persona, Persona works and how, they, how you summon them, it is a game with demons, shadows, you know, whatever you want to call them, and a bunch of high school kids who change the hearts of the masses for the better. It's a rough overview. But in this world... All of you are going to get your own specific persona. Ta-da! Oh my gosh, surprise. Personas can be only summoned within the palaces, confines of the palaces, and personas automatically get summoned at the start of battle. So we are not going to be wasting time with bonus actions or actions in battle where, oh, I'd like to summon a persona. No, we're just skipping that. You get it automatically. It's there. And this allows you to utilize your magic that is provided from the persona. Mm -hmm. Now, you are all, like I said, you're all going to start with your own specific persona, your own specific arcana type. And you can, like in the persona games, you can obtain the essence of different personas, demons, shadows that you encounter within palaces via the negotiation system. Now, the negotiation system is just like in the games where they, all the demons, shadows, whatever, have their own attitudes and you must converse with them and through successful negotiation you can get money, items, or their essence. And then, you know, when you go to the Velvet Room, we'll talk about that. Now, the Personas are separate entities like they are in the game, but they are also an extension of you as the player. So, we're not going to have Personas all over the battle maps. They're going to be on top of you because that's just how it's going to work. So in that same juncture, if an enemy is targeting your persona, they're also targeting you as the player. Now, an interesting twist to this is just as they are an extension of you as the player, they are in fact their own entities as well, meaning that you can actually converse with your own persona. You can actually get advice from your persona. Because the way that we're working this is typically, you know, personas are these magic beings. They are higher named beings you know what i mean however in this world your personas are gods and we will be deciding together or separately however you want to do it on who your persona will be which leads okay. us into the velvet room however in in this game we will be calling it the cloud catacombs oh, I like that. And it is a special location that only the players have the ability to enter into. It is a realm ruled by the goddess Istis, the greater goddess of fate, destiny, divination, future, and honesty. 
The Velvet Room is also inhabited by the twin guard spirit foxes, Kimo and Komi. Now, inside the Velvet Room, just like in the games, you can speak with Istis and she will guide you throughout most of your missions, give you advice, just as you normally would, as well as the guards. You can talk to them, you can get advice, you can take quests from them, or you can create stronger and different personas. Now, it's not in the sense of the main Persona series where you take one persona that you have in a, a Demon Chat or whatever in the game that you negotiate to join you and fuse them together to create two new or a new persona. In this game, we're going to be using the unification from a different persona, Atlas game, where you are taking a fragment of a negotiated persona to fuse them together to create a change in your personal persona. It does not result in a birth of a new persona, but alters your persona's typing. So what this means is that your persona at the very beginning, let's say for instance, you have a persona god that is focused on ice magic. That means that you can only choose ice magic as your basis. Now, if we can't find enough spells to fit that need, you know, we can just tailor spells to fit our need instead of you know shatter being psychic damage or, or whatever it is we can just say shatter is an ice spell easy as that now if you do the unification in the cloud catacombs with istis and say you have that ice god but you negotiated with say a fire elemental it will give you access to change your spells and add fire magic to your arsenal Now, in that same vein, just like in the Persona series, in the games itself, the Istis has the ability to recall past Persona's typings and the player acquired. So if you want to go back and get different types of spells that are no longer available to you because you've changed your Persona so much down the line that all that ice magic is gone, but you want it back, you can pay for it at the cost of currency. Uh, you may enter the Velvet Room or the Cloud Catacombs alone or as a group that is up to you if you choose to go alone i will pull you into a separate vc where you will have a conversation with istis without the prying eyes of everyone else the twin spirit foxes can be seen outside in the outside realm only by the players if they are there so that just means that if komi and kimo are walking around outside the door the entrance to the cloud chamber catacombs you can see them, but nobody else can. Uh, the twins can offer advice. They can also train you for their, your combat capabilities. As well as Istis and her guards, the players can also see the physical manifestations of your personas here, and you can converse with them outside of palaces. So just... Actually, before I continue, did all of that make sense with all yep. of you guys? Okay. So what you're yes. telling me mm -hmm. is I can romance my persona. You theoretically could. <laughs> yes! <laughs> if you really, really want to. I want to make sure my persona is the biggest rack in I'm just kidding. <laughs> we could do that. Anyway. God. <laughs> can, my god can my persona be the goddess of fertility? Um, <laughs> oh? My God, guys! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! You're gonna be start. our healer now. Striker opened up the floodgates. <laughs> he did. 
You, you, you are did. healer now, right? Session yeah, zero, you want to be uh, a player? Okay. Are you switching? <laughs> I haven't even decided what I wanted to be in the first place. Let's go. Let's just continue. Uh, all right. So, uh, player interactions and confidants. So you can deepen your bonds amongst the party with each other, or you can increase your bonds with those around you. Example, academy teachers, guards, other nobles. Now, as you deepen your bonds with each other amongst yourself within the party, you can gain co-op abilities. For example, baton passing, finishers, special abilities, fun stuff like that. Expanding players' bonds with anyone outside the party, you can gain bonuses like discounts at stores, you can get help with crafting. You can even, if you bond with the teacher, they'll cover you as an absence from class. Potentially. <laughs> now as an as an added bonus if you expand your bond with your persona it can result in growth of power and in new and unexpected ways what that means you'll just have to find out dun, dun, dun. so player stat information typically when you play D&D you roll the 4d6s, knock off the last one, but we're not doing that. I don't like the idea in this campaign specifically where you all have preordained stats and that's just how it's going to be. Not in this world. All of you are starting at base 10, baby. All across the board, a fresh slate. However, you have the opportunity to increase those stats by accomplishing a number of different activities in the academy and academic city of Anosep. Now, to earn a stat increase for your character, you need to consistently do that activity over a course of a certain amount of time, depending on the activity you're engaging in. Training each stat costs the player nothing inside the academy. So everything you do in the academy, if you're trying to increase the stat, it's free. Because you were there to do that specific thing regardless, so it's free. Anything you do outside of the academic city or even in the neutral zone, that might cost you money depending on how long you're going to take to do it and over the course of how long you're going to do it. Might cost you some extra gold. Some examples, because you have strength, dex, con, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma, I listed some examples of things you could do. However, do not let this list dictate what you're going to do. Be creative with what you want to do to increase your stats. I'm a very flexible DM, and I will work with you if you have ideas of different things that might help with different stat increases. We'll talk about it. But these are just some examples that I came up with off, off the fly. So palace information. Palaces are the manifestation of delusions that the bad guys, for lack of a better term, envision themselves. The only way to enter into someone's palace is for the players to utilize the soul keys, which is going to be our mode of transportation in and out of palaces. Each of you will be getting your own specific soul key. Each palace is inhabited by the owner's delusions of themselves as the ruler. The palace is also home to more personas, demons, shadows, that the players can obtain their essence. Inside the palaces, the players are always in danger of being attacked by enemies. There are safe rooms that you can all rest in, then you will not be attacked in there. Your goal inside the palace is to either kill the heart of the person that you are targeting or change the heart and get them to repent for their crimes by stealing the target's heart. Now, that is a big one because in typically all of the Persona games in any game that re evolving with Atlas, they don't let you kill people. 
That's not the case here. You think someone is so unrepentable for the things that they've done? Just fucking kill them. <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> if you really, really want to. No more you can kill them. <laughs> uh, so here's a big, pretty big caveat, these last few points. The very first time that you enter into a specific palace... You must use your soul key to enter directly into the target's chest. Anytime after that, you'll be allowed to enter the palace as you will it, but they must be within a certain distance of the target. The, the distance, you will need to test yourselves in-game and figure out in-game. But there is a range join. However, the very first time, you must take your soul key, shove it in someone's chest, and unlock their heart. Now, once a soul key is inserted you will enter in what is known as the dark hour where everything freezes except for persona users. And also a nice way to get around this is that after the players leave the palace for the first time and any time after the, that the target has no recollection of having a soul key used on them, but they do remember any other aspect of interaction with the players. It's just to protect you guys from having to run up to a target and stab them in the chest. Cause you know, that's uh that's kind of wild. Can I ask a question? <laughs> yes. What about the people around that person that you stab? That is part of the dark hour. Okay. Well, so well, well, like, like, freezes. Well, well, I mean, right. like, say, like, say, like, I run up to our target, stab them, and right. there's like four people around that have no idea what's going on. So you know, would they would they recall like the action of of that like striker's character would do of like you know so the running up to them this yeah you would they would remember you walking up to them but they wouldn't remember they wouldn't see you stabbing them with this with the key okay. because the keys are ethereal to everybody but you guys okay they're they're your soul keys got you so however you want to hold this soul key if you want to have a necklace or whatever it's up to you but nobody can see it except for persona users all right it's just with, like with like the the meta nav or i guess you know the tvs and persona or right i think right yeah. like <clears throat> different different modes of getting in that other people can't seem to comprehend so it is time to officially welcome you guys to the supercontinent of atrios it is home to the four kingdoms known as zested efference shinami and oska the current time setting is a time of peace all four countries right now are at no current risk of going to war with each other all four kingdoms are in fact peace that they all signed for and they all agreed to send their officers, their young nobles, to be trained at a neutral officer's academy known as Anoasep, which is Atrios's neutral officer's academy for everyone's continued peace. Nice. <laughs> uh, the purpose of the training their officers and their younger nobles together is so no one military can get a step up on the other one. It is a mutual non-aggression pact now in the real world the quote real world there is no such thing as magic it does not exist so it is only swords and bows just like in our world to fight someone you're gonna throw down with fists uh every kingdom is ruled by a king or queen and each kingdom has their own setup of nobility or holy ruling body under the king and queen. 
Does all that make sense to you guys? Yes. Okay. Now, first up, we're going to talk about the kingdom of Zested. They're ruled by Clavius Zested and Adelaide Zested. Do not let Gilgamesh fool you. That is not how he acts. That is just my <laughs> vision. As a, as a, I don't know if you saw at the top. If the pictures are not indicative of what they look like or what they act like. Oh, it dang, I really wanted the... to be Gilgamesh so he could be a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, you guys don't know him. He could be. That's true. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, their children are Prince Artorius and Princess Artoria. They are twins, hilariously, that also attend the Officer's Academy. Now, most young nobles are attending the Officer's Academy. Uh, what position they hold at the Academy is... Here and there, um, but Artorius and Artoria attend the academy. <clears throat> the king and queen of this country hold absolute power and have nobles that reside and report directly to them to aid in their rule, where the nobles have their own territory and can govern it themselves, but they must pass legislation through the king and queen before enacting these laws. And under these nobles, there are elected officials for the citizens, and these elected officials advocate for the citizens to bring up any potential issues within their governing body. Their main god of worship is Pelor, the sun god of and, uh, and agriculture. Jeez, I can speak. Uh, their main imports and exports are literature, raw materials, and their exports are agriculture, seeds, who would have guessed, crafts and jewels. Their citizens themselves are heavily focused on agriculture, simple living, farming, and crafting. So a lot of this means that they don't totally care about having money because they live within their means in this country. They work hard every day, and any residual funds that they have, they use to just enjoy themselves. And because of that, the wealth is very consolidated within, like, noble families and the ruling king and queen. The people aren't poor, but like I said, they're just living within their means. The food stores of the kingdom are shared throughout after harvest. The main laws in the country is very basic. However, a nice caveat is anyone can become a noble of this country by joining the specific houses in this kingdom and increase their social status via a house system. Now, there are nine houses... In Zested, there is Nightwood House, Ecliptica House, Donmore House, Ambersend House, Esteliot House, Verdant House, Portget House, Albright House, and Adelin House. They all have their own specific functions, their own descriptions of what those houses focused on, a different patriarch or matriarch that rules the house, runs the house, and a proxy is their second in command. Now, underneath them is kind of just this free-for-all of lesser nobles that have just joined to have the status of nobility. It doesn't mean that they are in power or that they rule. It is just the title and a possibility of rising up to become the patriarch or proxy. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm going to ask you that. I'm going to ask you guys a lot of that tonight, just so you know. <laughs> that didn't make sense, actually. Could you explain that again? <laughs> Why are you going to ask us that? Why can I do that? <laughs> because there's so much to cover. <laughs> Sorry, you're going to ask us what? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Let's continue. Okay. On to the Principality of Efference. 
ruled by King Cassius Efrens and Queen Arena. Their children are Isabeau, Nora, and Hugo. And all three children, like them before, let's end the academy. Now, the succession in this kingdom is decided by performance. So just because Isabeau is the eldest daughter does not mean she is automatically going to be queen. For all they know, Hugo could be the one becoming king through his performance alone. The king and queen have limited power and base their rule off the will of its people and its noble class. The nobility are the ones in this country that enact the laws in the kingdom, but have a check and balance system with the king and queen. So they go back and forth on whether or not they should enact a law. The citizens, however, can directly impact new laws that are agreed upon by the king and the nobles through a voting process on whether or not the law should be enacted. So it's almost a third-party extra fail-safe to not, you know, be tyrants. This is the only kingdom that allows its people to refuse a law from its ruling class. The main god of worship in this kingdom is Ogma, the god of knowledge. It is a very progressive kingdom. They believe in working together with the other kingdoms to develop themselves further. And they are one of the two major kingdoms on Atrios for the reason the Officers Academy exists in the first place. The goods that are made from Efrens are more expensive than any other country, but they are of higher quality than most others. So Efrens is a mining and very heavily focused on goods and metal working so their main exports is metal working precious metal fabricated goods now it is a very wealthy kingdom because of that because all of their products are very highly made very highly crafted and they make most of their money from their exports however it is costly to live in this country due to the lack of necessary essential resources now, they get most of these resources uh, to craft, to mine in their mountains that are in their southern region of their country. And it, those mines and mountains are owned by the nobility and ruling class. Though the nobility and ruling class own the mines, they lease the vines to the citizens to mine out their own individual wealth. And because of that... The citizens themselves work in the mines and mountains. Now, normally, normal citizens are usually adopted into noble families in this country because it is very expensive to live here, and it is very expensive for the lower class, the peasants of this country, for lack of a better term. So to keep the noble family lines healthy, they adopt normal citizens who are maybe more prominent, who maybe have leased a vein from one of the mines and has hit it big. Now, children of the noble families attend the academy, as well as adopted children of noble families can attend the academy. The six noble families that own the mines are Clarissa May, the Platinum Mines, Aurum, the Gold Mines, Copram Argentum, the Silver and Copper Mines, Magniforti, Titanium Mines, Paris, Various Metal Mines, and Splendens. The precious gems. Now there used to be eight, but Copra Margentum and Magnaforti joined together. And they are all owned by different nobles. Does Zephyrence make sense to everybody? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't make a Zephyrence to me. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> Hilarious. 
Nice. All right. Up next, the Holy Kingdom of Shinami. Because there's always got to be one. <laughs> they are pseudo-ruled by King Argos Shinami and Queen Titani Shinami. Their son is Prince Leo Shinami, who attends the academy. The king and queen of this country actually, in fact, hold no power at all and are figureheads. This country is ruled behind the scenes by the Pontifex Ionos Valdred Kismet III. Ooh. The Pontifex is unmarried, but she does have a daughter named Ionos Valdred Kismet IV. Oh. Go figure. Women. And she attends the academy and is currently serving as your vice president of the student council. For now. For now. Women. <laughs> the laws in this kingdom are known as the Saint Pontifex Scriptures, and there are five laws. The word of Kelimvor, who they worship, is law. The Pontifex speaks on his behalf. Donate all wealth gained to the church. This is Kelimvor's will. Kelimvor will provide all that the citizens require. Speaking ill of the church or any of its members is the same as insulting Kelimvor himself and res will result in capital punishment. To harm another follower of Kelimvor is to harm Kelimvor's interests. Do not hate those who do not follow Kelimvor's teachings. Merely pity them. The laws are stated to come from Kelimvor directly through the voice of the Pontifex. Now, since the Pontifex had taken over, there is no real nobility in this country, as much as the king and queen have no power and have been replaced by the Pontifex by the word of Kelimvor. Each domain in the kingdom, however, is ruled by a cardinal that re reports directly to the Pontifex. The cardinals do not make their own laws and abide by St. Pontifex's scriptures to rule the citizens. Like I said, the main god of worship here is Kelimvor, the god of the dead, and oh. this is this is the most stagnant kingdom. They do not like to conform to the idea of what other kingdoms believe, but they are willing to accept the goods that the other kingdoms can provide. They can be the most aggressive of any of the four kingdoms, as their soldiers are the most willing to fight to the death under the conviction that they'd merely be returning to their gods' loving embrace. Due to this, this country is very poor. The wealth is centralized within the church. The citizens don't believe they require funds for their day-to-day -day lives, and the church provides everything they need. And when I say everything, I mean everything from the food that they eat, to the clothes that they wear, to the jobs that they work. Anyone who is a member of the clergy is considered, quote, noble blood, and thus allowed to attend the academy. However, not just anyone is allowed to be a clergyman, even less are allowed to ascend to the rank to become a cardinal. Only those who prove unyielding loyalty to the Pontifex inner teachings from their god Kalimvor may have an opportunity to rise the ranks. Being in the location that Shinami is located, they focus on metalworking as well as mining for their citizens' day-to-day -day activities. If someone does not work in the mines, they tend to farms or fish in the ocean. All items that are garnered from any position of employment are the immediate property of the church. Having access to mines that supply gems and metals, Shinami produces lower quality goods and cheaper price than Efrance does. So whereas Efrance makes everything very high quality, Shinami makes very low quality. So when you get something that like breaks easily, think of that as like a Shinami product. 
as opposed to an Efren's product that's like a Nokia phone that you can smash on the ground a hundred times and it's still intact. Uh, their main import is infrastructure goods, food, fabricated goods. Their exports are metalworking, low quality tools at affordable pricing, and religious texts. And then they have the four cardinals and their seconds, which are deacons. Lucius, Icus, Ferdinand, and Isidora are the cardinals. Did the Holy Kingdom make sense? Yes, yes I'm just surprised. Women. I wasn't expecting all that. It makes me so excited. detailed, I love it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Worked hard on this. I told mm. you guys I'm dashing glad. was great. Yes, I could see Jesus. Up next, we have the Technocratic Alliance of Asuka. They are ruled by King Blydric Asuka and Queen Farida Asuka. The prince is named Sho Asuka, and he is the current student council president. For now. Princess. Serena <laughs> <laughs> Asuka is his younger sister, and they both attend the academy, obviously. The This kingdom it is made up of multiple smaller kingdoms, seven city-states to be exact. The six other rulers of city-states are known as the Great Cogs. The Great Cogs serve as immediate advisors under King Blydric, and they are all united under Torah, where King Blydric lives, who united them all. The Alliance is focused on development and technology, and their most advanced technology that they have created is known as Steam Tech. And because of this, they are the most advanced country on the supercontinent of Atrios. The city-state of Torah, where King Blydric lives, is where the central hub of federal laws is decided. Each city-state, however, can enact their own individual state-local laws that don't conflict with Torah's federal laws. The leaders of the city-states in Asuka have power to veto any federal laws put forth by Torah. However, under each leader of the city-states are locally elected officials that represent the citizens of the alliance under the ruling class. They're elected advisors that rotate in and out of their position based on two to three years of service in the position. Now, these local smaller officials have the most involvement with the citizens to decide what to bring up to the ruling class in each city-state and Torah directly. This nation worships Ayun, the goddess of knowledge. And as I mentioned, they are the most progressive country. They believe in technology to aid them in their day-to-day -day life and are the most interested in implementing new technologies around the world. They worked with the Principality of Efference to establish the Officers Academy to further the four countries' military tactics. The Alliance, like I mentioned, invented what is known as Steam Tech. It is the latest and greatest in the world that is powered off of nothing but steam. Steam Tech, although expensive, makes life excessively easier. Their goal is to spread their tech throughout the supercontinent of Atrios to make the lives of all of its citizens just as easy. Steam Tech expands into all aspects of travel, example, trams, steam wagons, steam boats, all the way to luxury comforts in the home, such as air conditions or heaters. The wealth in this country is very well distributed throughout Asuka, with the super wealthy trickling in that are the ruling class. The main working class in Asuka is paid very well for their services of building the steam tech as well as utilizing it to further expansion. 
Many people visit Asuka as it is a famous area for their state-of-the-art hot springs. Their imports are metals, gems, fabricated goods, mostly from reference. Their exports are steam tech, seafaring vessels, light agriculture goods, and sulfur from their hot springs. Each city-state has their own saying, however, they are all not that much different from one another and are variations of the same thing, which is be innovative. There is no idea that steam tech cannot accomplish. So if you can dream it, we can make it. Laws in each city are fairly fam uh, similar. No stealing other ideas, basic laws. Uh, federal laws, all citizens must at some point in their lives serve in the military or as a guard for a minimum of two years. Although Asuka is not a militaristic kingdom, they do believe in teaching all of their citizens some semblance of self-defense and tactics should the need arise. The citizens are also taught how to properly utilize most all types of steam tech while in the military. And just as a point of note for all of you, the neutral zone used to belong to the Alliance, but they gave up the land so that the four kingdoms collectively could have a neutral site to, tend to send their noble youths to learn. Much like in Zested, anyone can join one of the ruling houses of the Alliance, as those in Asuka believe that anyone should have the right to ascend to power if they are gifted enough. However, they must work their way up through the families by proving themselves in their day-to-day -day lives. The seven city-states are Tora, Vralo, Rune, Stregalorna, Tikal, Azatar, and as of right now, pending, Caligo. And they're all ruled by, like I said, different ruling classes. They have their own heirs in each city-state. However, like I mentioned, anybody could rise the ranks. However, they cannot rise to the ranks of ruler or be an heir unless they marry one of the heirs, but they can rise to being a top advisor. Does the technocratic alliance make sense? Yes. Yes. Damn right. Okay. Damn left, actually. Damn. <laughs> I'm sorry, backwards? God damn it. Please no, backwards. please no. Okay, <laughs> anyway. On to the Officer's Academy, otherwise known as Anovasep. And yes, I really honestly suspect that you guys are going to mess with this name as much as you possibly can. I've already mentally prepared myself for that harassment in-game of you guys trying to pronounce Anovasep. Or spell. Oh, I thought you meant like as in jokes. Oh, okay. No, well, I mean, I yes, above. as a joke, but also because it's spelled the way it is. I know an ass. I know a sex. I know a sex. Yes. I know an ass. Yep. I'm just mentally preparing myself for the future, man, right now. If if the players don't make fun of the names that you put out, like, are we actually being good players? No, yes. exactly. See, you get it. <laughs> All right. So, I know a sep. Atrios Neutral Officers Academy for everyone's continued peace. The players attend the academy where they will further their skills as nobles from the Four Kingdoms. You can attend classes, sporting events, clubs to further your social and physical stats. And, you know, just look up to player stat information if you don't remember how to do that. Yeah. 
You can use the academy to accept jobs to earn money outside of the palaces. If, for example, you can go to the guild and you can take a job to get rid of bandits, or you could do a fetch quest, or you do a delivery quest. And the point of these quests is, yes, you are nobles, yes, you are trained to be officers, and yes, you are above some of these lower kind of jobs. However, the point is you must humble yourself. You are still a young noble. You are still new to the world, and you must prove yourself by doing these jobs to prove that not only can you do it, or you can accu accurately and effectively lead somebody to accomplishing this job. Now, the Academy itself has been established for over 300 years, so there's not any, you know, backstage politics of, oh, I'm not sharing information with that person, I'm not sharing information. Everybody is past that, we're all past that. Everybody's sharing with everybody. Everybody gets it at this point. Hmm. Uh, students of the Academy can attend this Academy for any length of time they desire at minimum of one year to a maximum of five years. And your current headmistress is named Aurelius Clarissime Rune. She has been in the position for four and a half years. Her duties include looking over the school as well as the academic neutral city that the academy resides in. Now, if you didn't already recognize, her name is a hyphenated name of two noble families from two separate kingdoms, Ephrens and Asuka. Mm -hmm. The headmaster or headmistress is appointed in agreement by the four nations, and the teachers and professors in the academy are from each of the four nations as well. While attending the academies, all students live on site and are allowed to return home during holidays and vacations. Otherwise, they are to stay in the neutral territory. The other, <clears throat> the other residents that reside in the neutral zone, in the neutral academy city, are people from each nation, i.e. shopkeepers, guards, stable hands, entertainers, whatever. The laws of and rules in the neutral zone are agreed upon by the four nations and the headmaster or headmistress. The other students in the academy are made up of nobles, whether it be born, adopted, or applied into. The rise amongst the nations of non-natural-born nobles has also allowed those related to adopted or applied nobles into attending the academic city. These students are known as lesser nobles, but they are still treated fairly amongst the faculty. This does not mean they are treated fa fairly by other students and higher ranking nobles. Now the hierarchy of the school is the four nations and the headmaster headmistress, then the student council, then the teachers and professors, and then the base students. The student council is the... Whoa. Hear me mm -hmm. out. Hear me out. The student's council is made up of nobles. They're made up of people who are going to be ruling the countries, ruling the foreign major nations. It makes sense that they would be in a position at their place of learning to have some semblance of power, to put forth rules and laws for the neutral zone itself. Now, it's not to say that they can just walk into a teacher's or professor's classroom and just tell them to leave because I'm part of the student council and I'm better than you. That's not how it works. Yes, they do have more power, but they must also respect the teachers and professors in their own classroom. So the power that they do have is they can tell a teacher or professor, hey, you got to move to that other classroom next semester because 
we want the art club to be in in your room next year that's really what it is it's not a full-blown power trip like get the hell out of here because i'm part of the student council however the student council himself cannot exactly just immediately enact rules and laws over the neutral zone and the academy because they do need to pass those laws through the four nations and through the headmaster headmistress so there is a major roadblock on their path to you know tyranny the students themselves elect the members of the student council and the members of the council then serve on the council until they graduate from the academy there is also a built-in no confidence clause where the student body can all come together and push someone out of the council if they wish. The student council themselves is broken down as president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, disciplinary committee, advisor, historian. Each member of the council is allowed up to two aides the president and vice president are allowed to have a squire in addition to the two aides that they can have. All four major deities are worshipped in the neutral academic city. The goddess Istis is also worshipped here. Oh. The laws in the neutral zone are variations of each country's existing laws and are held to a tighter standard of basic laws. Steam tech as well is very prevalent among Anoa Sep. Most people who live in the city use it to some extent because Anoasep and the academic city were once belonged to Asuka. Those who live in the neutral zone live very good lives. The flow of money from the noble classes of each country ensure the neutral zone stays above board in all aspects. Everything in the neutral zone is in need, is imported in. There are no real exports from the neutral zone. It is relied that all resources that go in are for the good of the next generation of nobles. The working class citizens that live in Anoasep City cannot become nobles of the four major countries. However, they do get to attend Anoasep for their services to the four nations and the neutral zone. The living situation at the academy for all students is that all first years must live in the academic dorms and they are given a roommate as assigned by the academy the first day they arrive. Second years and up can choose to stay in the dorms but they may also pay for a private room or home in the greater academic city. The student council is the only exception to this rule as all members of the council have access to a private dorm manor that they live in separate from the rest of the students. And here is a list of your active professors, Jonah Reed, Bishop Caller, Quentin Clark, Dexter Renaud, Saskia Lennox, Olive Graves, Andrews Knightley, Addison Seville, and Louisa Farbridge. And here is a list of your student council. The president is Sho Oscar. Vice president is Ionis Valdred Kismet IV. Secretary is Claudia Ravenswood. Treasurer is Blaine Ashwood. Disciplinary committee is Hugo Efference and Victor Exeter. The advisor is Alessandro Vralo. And the historian is Tiki Rune. There are positions within the student council that are open namely the squire role for President Sho Asuka, the squire and aide role for Ionos. And who knows if somebody is going to get pushed out. So any of these spots could open up at any time at all. Did that make sense to you guys? Yes, Absolutely. question. Yes. Uh, what exactly does the advisor do, just out of curiosity? The advisor 
is what it sounds like. He advises all the other roles as much as the aides help their roles. The advisor is sort of that wild card. If you need extra help, that's what I'm here to do. Like if Blaine Ashwood, the treasurer, and his two aides can't figure out what the heck to do with the budgets, Alessandra can come in and help. They're like the second opinion. Got it. Yes. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. I just wanted to be certain about that. Mm Mm-hmm. Is the squire yeah, for sure. position demeaning? No. The squire position is a preparation to take on the role. So it is essentially if President Show Asuka went up to one of you and decided I wish to take you on as my squire, it is a nod to this whole student count student body that this is the person I would pick as my successor. So you guys should probably vote for this person. Ah, got it. Uh, question up, follow up question to that. If yeah. say, uh, not just like by the vote of confidence is somebody removed from their role, uh, but like say like because of say like an illness or mm-hmm. some other prevailing uh, need that removes mm-hmm. a person from their role and their responsibilities of their role in the student council, would the squire be the next person appointed power then to take up for that? It would be, it would almost be like a intermediary step in. Okay. Because so it's not like how yeah. in our government, the vice president right. would be the next in command if anything happened to the president. Right. right. It would be an intermediary. Think like uh, emergency president here. You're in sure. charge until we pick a new one. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Cool. 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 Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. But all that made sense to you guys. No other questions for that. Any comments about the world information? I just dumped a lot of information on <laughs> you guys. Yeah, I mean, thank God I'm we're getting this. But yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you guys let's right. say that you're from a place uh, that you can, you know, that has high quality products. Are you able to also learn how to craft those products? Yeah. So let's say, for instance, you want to be from Efrance and you want to be someone who is from one of the noble fl- the families and you want to say like oh i want to be the son of dwarfius pharos the owner of the ferris mines the various metal mines sure you know you could have learned in your time up until this point being able to craft very high quality goods as you know a person who you need to craft things like lockpicks or craft things like healing salves or whatever, or even like weapons or armor or whatever you guys need. That might be something you guys could really benefit from. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Cool. I, I got stuff brewing now. I got cool. lots of stuff brewing now. Oh, this <laughs> is so much. It's so cool. <laughs> so we're going to go over the cheat sheet next for you guys um i don't know why i have this cheat sheet open ignore me that's a different cheat sheet for a different campaign because i was like idiot (laughs) kingdom of canberra what is this the alternate world uh, it is the alternate world oh my god a flashback this is the (laughs) this is the right cheat sheet (laughs) can't believe you because i'm an idiot like that you're not an idiot yes no I mm-hmm. am. So shit I'm on yourself only Belk and shit on herself. This this is your cheat sheet. This is your shortcut to a lot of the information that I just gave you guys. So you don't have to 
go through this entire list of baloney to try and find, you know, just one thing. You can just go right into here. You can find out the supercontinent is named Atrios, the different kingdoms' names, their capital cities, all of the cities within the countries. Here, like, all of the lists of the rulers, their prince, their princesses, um, even the pontifex. The currency is, yeah, <laughs> the currency and economy, 10 copper to 1 silver, 10 silver to 1 gold, 10 gold to 1 platinum. I even gave you guys the stability of each economy. Zestad is stable. Everence is on the rise. Shinami is declining. Asuka is thriving. Does I the own neutral zone have its own, like, prosperity or no? Uh, the neutral zone is just yeah. the neutral zone. <laughs> they don't exist on the economic scale because they are based on all four nations because there are no exports from the neutral zone. They only so take like in... So like S&P 500, like everyone just toes in, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So health potions. This is going to be a big one for you guys to uh, get used to. In the real world, the quote real world, magic does not exist, as I told you. Therefore, potions do not have any magical effects to heal you. You must heal yourself or patch wounds if you take damage or get stabbed or whatever outside of palaces. You must roll a medicine check, which will be determined via a roll versus medicine check DC based on the severity of the wound that you take. So if you are fighting bandits and you get grievously stabbed in the chest, there are no potions to heal you. You must patch yourself up. Now, no anime isekai cheat. Come on. <laughs> At least in the real world. At least in the yeah. real world. <laughs> in a palace, different story. Um, I and just then, live in the palace. It's fine. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, take taking potions within a palace counts as a bonus action. Uh, however, feeding another player will count as your full action. And instead of trying to hunt down what each potion does, I just tell you right here: two d four plus two, four d four plus four, eight d four plus eight, ten d four plus twenty. Log. Uh, transportation. So there are different modes of transport. You can buy a horse, which is 75 gold pieces. You can get a steam cart, the basic model, superior model, or you can pay for a travel ticket from on somebody else's cart of transport. There are also steamboats. There are different sizes of steamboats that cost different amounts of money, as they should, all the way up from 3,000 gold pieces to 15,000 gold pieces. And you could also get Travel tickets, prices and range from 30 gold pieces to 75 gold pieces. We are going to be running with the meets it beats it rule. Now, that means that if the die roll is the same number as the DC, it passes the DC and is counted as a success. To fail a DC, the dice roll must be less than the DC. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay. Meets it beats it. Death rolls. If you fall unconscious and need to make a death saving throw, we will be doing those dice rolls privately, only to me, the DM. Only you, the player, and me, the DM, need to know the significance of these rolls happening. This is to remove potential metagame play of knowing other players' characters are on the verge of stabilizing or succumbing to their wounds. And I provided you a screenshot and step-by-step -step on how to do that. There's a dice icon in the bottom left on D&D Beyond. You click the desired dice type, which would be a D20. You click a down arrow where it says to everyone roll and then select to the dungeon master, which is all right here. Cool. 
reviving from death and dying outside of palaces. If you die outside of a palace, <laughs> you're dead. The, you are almost dead. The player characters within the vicinity will have a chance to save your character with a medicine check, assuming that they are able and have the proper skills. Example, some forms of priest training from Shinami or field medic training can aid in this, which, depending on the circumstances of your death, will determine the DC to restart your character's heart within a safe amount of time to be revived. If your character dies within a palace, if you die, you can be brought back via magical means. Depending on the circumstances and time taken to enact revival, the players may experience minor negative issues, for example, point of exhaustion or negative stat debuffs, until a short or long rest is taken. If your character dies and requires a resurrection spell, which is the higher tier magic of resurrection, there is a likelihood the spell will fail. There will be a set DC based on the manner of death and time the character has been dead. The other players can lower the DC if they contribute something to the resurrection spell in a meaningful way. Over time, if a character continues to die and requires a resurrection spell, the DC will raise over time regardless of being them brought back. Okay. Yeah. Healing outside of palaces. So being that the world outside of the palaces does not contain real magic, this means that any injury incurred, just like I talked about earlier, might have lasting effects on your character. You cannot just take a long rest and fully heal the next morning. We will rule that if you take a long rest, you will regain the maximum hit points. But if you fall off a horse and break your arm, or you get stabbed in the leg, you might not be able to use that broken arm for a while. Or you may have a limp until that wound is healed which may cause negative buffs to your speed or the inability to swing a sword. You may be able to circumvent these negative buffs in the real world by using magical spells and potions in palaces to heal yourself through non-conventional means. So if you break your leg or you get stabbed in the foot and then you go into a palace, you could take a health potion, you could use a cure wound spell, and that could fix you right up. It's a nice way to get around it. non-player characters. If you, the party, suddenly find yourselves with too many NPCs traveling with you, whether it be outside or inside palaces, instead of bogging down initiative with too many characters, the NPCs will instead aid you guys, the players, based on your relationships formed with them. Example, you meet them, you travel with them, attend classes with them, whatever. Depending on how well you know the NPCs aiding them, will determine the buffs that you, the players, receive from these NPCs in combat or in RP situations. So this could result in a bonus number or a bonus die to hit. It could result in advantage to hit. It could give you bonus to your armor class. It could be a number of different things. Okay. Dark Vision. Through the use of dark vision, a player can see in dim light within 120 feet of yourself as if it were bright light, and in darkness as if it were dim light. When using dark vision, you can only discern colors as if it were shades of gray. This means in dim light, you can see normally within 120 feet. In complete darkness, you see in black and white. Also meaning, in a different way, is it is perceived as dim lighting, and any perception check you will be done so at disadvantage as if you're perceiving things in normal dim lighting. 
So think of it as if the lights are dim and you have dark vision, you're seeing fine and normal. If it is completely pitch black in the room and you have dark vision, you are seeing in shades of gray and you make the check a disadvantage. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Inside palaces, magical spells, effects, and features do not usually help with environmental conditions. For example, true sight and dark vision could help you see in dark rooms, but could not help you see through fog. <laughs> Is there anything that can see through fog? Uh, getting rid of fog. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Creative right. solutions. <laughs> Blow it away. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> My favorite. The rule of cool. <laughs> I, like I am a way. massive supporter of the rule of cool. If you can think it up and make it make sense, I will do everything in my power as the DM to allow it to happen. We want the creative breaks, so to speak, to be taken off, guys. You will be rewarded for being creative. <laughs> this does not mean, though, that any off-the-wall idea will work or be successful. Anytime the rule of cool temp rule is established by me, the DM, it is on a case-to-case -case basis per my decision to allow it. This also means the rule, as mentioned, is temporary. It may work once, but that does not establish it or canonize it moving forward and that it will work every single time. But I want you guys to have fun. I want you to come up with wild shit because I want to see what you could do. I know you guys are creative. I you like got the this. Rule of cool. You put a lot of confidence in me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like this rule. It let me cut someone in half like I was Thor. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. true. Critical failures and critical successes. I do not run my games with a standard nat 1 is instant fail, nat 20 is instant success. Not to say these numbers mean nothing. They still very much influence the worst possible or best possible outcomes. However, you still need to play the scene to the best of your abilities to determine the best possible outcome. For example, if you roll a natural 20 on persuasion check, but you are explaining something in character very poorly or saying something insulting or offensive towards the NPC you're trying to persuade, this could result in a failed roll. This would be the same for a nat 1, just because you failed the roll. If your RP is good, this may result in a semi-favorable reply from the NPC, but in an alternative way than maybe you were hoping that they would act. A critical failure in combat may result in you dropping your weapon or accidentally throwing it across the area or failed swing attempt. Or if you are in a palace and cast a spell that fails critically, you can inadvertently cause rough terrain under your allies' feet. You could also potentially destroy a vital piece of evidence or infrastructure. Literally any other inopportune timed event could occur. Now, I do not run my games with if you roll a natural one, you hit your allies. I hate that rule. I think it is awful to run with players especially with low level parties even with high level parties it can get bad very very quickly a critical success in combat you double your dice rolls Pug. <laughs> one thing in D&D &D that I don't think is talked about enough is taking cover if you take cover in combat you can be invaluable to you guys especially in and out of palaces. So really, I want you guys to be thinking about that. When you're using your environment, it can increase your armor class. It can also give you bonuses to dexterity saves. You can use walls, trees, creatures, other random obstacles. Using 
you know, those examples, you can make it harder for enemies to hit you from anything originating from something opposite from where you're taking cover. The target is behind multiple sources of cover. On the most protective source, it is counted as coverage. So, the three different types of cover are half cover, which gives you a plus two bonus to your armor class, as well as dex saves. It is considered half cover, meaning it covers half of your body. For example, furniture, a tree trunk, any creature, enemy, or friend. There is three quarters cover, which gives you a plus five bonus and to AC and dex save. And it is essentially hiding behind, like, you know, a thin wood wall or a, a thicker tree trunk or, you know, even a big rock. And then there's total coverage, where you cannot be targeted directly by an attack roll or a spell. Although some spells can reach the target via area effect spells, a target is in total coverage if they are completely concealed by an obstacle. Question some... for you. Yes. Could a player... Could another player technically act as cover? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Um... And, could <laughs> and could we also create cover? Yes. I, I know it sounds funny, but like yeah, also no, I'm trying to no, think like... So, yes. so right, right here, under half cover, tree trunk, another enemy. creature, okay, enemy, cool, or cool. friend. <laughs> yep. Cool, 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 cool. Yep. You get plus two bonus to your AC and deck saves if I, you're cool, cool, literally cool. cowering behind your friend. I only laughed <laughs> because the immediate image of like someone cowering behind their friend popped into my head as soon as you said it, so that's why. See, yeah. that's not even what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking I that. Know, I know, it's just I got, that's I got what other popped stuff in my, in my head. <laughs> You're saying you're going to do that? Okay, cool. Bet. I know your character. I know your entire character arc. Oh, jeez. Uh, spell concentration. So, spell concentration is going to be big. Because when you cast a spell that requires concentration, if you are in the middle of using concentration spell, it immediately drops the first one. You cannot concentrate on two spells simultaneously. Once you cast another spell requiring concentration, you immediately drop the other one, just like I said. If you're using concentration on a spell, you can have one concentration active and still cast other spells that do not require concentration. One of the ways to drop concentration is taking damage. If you're concentrating on a spell, if your character takes damage, you must roll a constitution saving throw to maintain your spell concentration. I will remind you of this rule consistently. The spell is the DC equals 10 or half the damage you take whichever number is higher. If you take damage from multiple sources, such as multiple enemies attacking you, arrows, arrow, area effect spells, you must make separate saving throws for each source of damage. The other way is incapacitation. You lose concentration on a spell if you're incapacitated or if you are outright killed. And then lastly, some miscellaneous rules. Moving through an ally will count as rough terrain and cost you 10 feet of movement as opposed to the usual 5 feet of movement to move one square on a battle map. So each square you move on a battle map is 5 feet. Typically you have up to 30 feet of regular movement unless you are a different class or race. Sometimes you get more than 30 feet. But if you try to move through an ally, it will cost you 10 feet of movement instead of 5. You can only take one long rest per 24 hours. You can take as many short rests as you wish. However, if you run out of hit die to recoup HP, there is no point to take a short rest, and I will restrict you from abusing this. Safe rooms in palaces are great places for short rests or long rests or to even evacuate from palaces. 
However, if you clear a section when moving through the palace and use the safe room as a short, long, or evac, the section you just cleared may repopulate with enemies. So this is something to think about while you guys are delving deep in a dungeon crawl. So question as well in, in yes. that respect too. Uh, it's not going to be similar to like say Persona 5 where like we find a safe room, we can instantly start from there. We have to like the safe rooms are like we can stop there, rest there, but we can't and we can leave there, but we can't start from there, correct? So yes, you, you technically can start from there if you okay. really want to. Uh, I, I, like I said, there is, you can evacuate from there too. So sure. like, I, I imagine like the in Persona 5 where you can fast travel between safe rooms. It's a similar concept. You're just using your okay. soul key as the mode of transport. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just wanted to make sure on that. Yeah. Um, so that is the world, that is the world information. That is the cheat sheet, but there is, you know, some more talking points that I had to talk to you guys about. Uh, number one is metagaming. I am okay if you guys want to talk outside of game, above board, during game on something that you want to do as a group, you want to do moving forward, or if you're in an RP situation with an NPC, somebody says, pause, hang on, what are we doing? You know, we can have those conversations, I'm fine with it. Now, I don't want, what I do not want from you guys is if somebody is by themselves having a conversation or if they are taking a combat turn. I do not want to hear you guys talking over each other, telling you what you think somebody should be doing or telling another person how to play their character. We want to let each other play their own characters. We want to let each other enjoy their spotlights. It is okay to, you know, celebrate with your teammates, but I want you guys to really kind of think you're on your own, unless you are working together in the sense of like, maybe you're doing your finisher. That is an okay time to talk about what you're doing in, in a combat situation. But if somebody is taking their turn, let them take their turn. Okay. Mm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Are there any questions? Any comments? No, uh, no I don't got any. <laughs> so we went over quite a bit of information. Um, we went over all the different kingdoms. We went over the cheat sheet. We went over uh, some metagaming. So we have Stryker and Vel already have sort of previously talked to me about their potential characters. Um, Stryker and Vel, do you want to talk about your characters? Do we? Do you? <laughs> right now? I mean... Do do, do you, you want, want to? to? Just, just to give. You can always just keep it like you we know. We could just say no if you want, Val. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. down. So do you? Are you down? If you would like to share your character, you can. <laughs> I'm gonna keep mine a little close to the chest. Okay. For now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. I will say about their characters, they are already planning on having been to the academy for an unspecified amount of time. Uh, I will say for Rai and Zane, I mm. would like for you guys, if you are okay with it, to be first years at the Academy. If you do not want to be... Yeah? Okay. I'm fine with that, yeah. Okay, cool. Bug. Excellent. Also, question, while well, I, I totally forgot. Age is yes. not an, it does not matter when attending the Academy, correct? No. But it's not just no, being not young nobles. 
yeah, young so like, nobles. Think like almost college age, like mm-hmm. 17, 18. Is 17, 18 to like there. young 20s? Yes. yes. All right, Correct. cool. And there's like no like bare minimum age to start attending, right? Not really, no. Okay, go for Please be the prodigal person that's ahead, Rye. <laughs> Please! We were talking about that the other day, actually. Yeah. Stryker literally brought it up and was like, I, I was really like, Rye would Rye, totally like, do it. <laughs> this prodigal student, like this young buck, 16-year-old that's in the academy ahead of his time. Nah. I know you too well. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing I it. I didn't want to. Could. <laughs> I could, technically, but I'm not doing that. No, I'm a twink student, please. No, 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 no. I, I, got, I, got something, I got something fun cooking up right now. All right, yeah. all right. Excellent. Yeah, I'll probably want to talk to you about dashing just to see if it could jive. Okay. Um, um, also, I DM'd you the pending name change. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. If you haven't already seen it, this is the world map. This is our current setup. So Zested is up here, Efference, Shinimi, and Asuka. The neutral zone is in this area. This is the academy, and this is the academic city. There is a lot of space to spread your wings, so to speak. It is a super continent for a reason. There is a lot to do. So if for whatever reason you guys decide, hey, we're going to take a week off of classes and spend it in Efference. Okay. (laughs) Don't limit yourselves to just spending every day going to class if you don't want to. Surprise, we're skipping school. school. (laughs) Just know that you know, as well, we can't, there your actions have consequences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but you know, on that same note of actions have consequences, just because you guys are nobles does not mean you get to break the law. If you're caught breaking the law, you will be punished mm-hmm. in the academic city. All nobles are treated the same by guards and others that would be above your station. You do not get special treatment. The guards in the academic city, as well as the citizens from all four nations, originate from all over the country. So you may, in fact, meet people that immediately have friction upon learning from where you're from. Not everybody's going to like you. Okay. There are many things in the academy and academic city at your disposal, so try not to restrict yourselves, as I mentioned. You are nobles from a noble society. That does not mean you know everyone or how everyone acts. You are still young nobles, which means you are widely kept out of the world limelight. You still require to prove yourselves or even be to be even begin to meet a lot of the higher ranking nobles. In that same point of higher ranking nobles, that can mean someone can overshadow you very quickly. There are other nobles attending this academy that are far more important than you are. If you want to make it big in the world and do something of note, you need to work for it. Nothing is handed to you for free. Being a first year and a second year at the academy, like I mentioned, there are drawbacks, or even being a third year, there are bonuses. You know, if you are a first year, you might not know the academy, the academic city. You might not know your way around. You might need to lean on your superiors to help you find certain classes or find the, you know, the fields or whatever you're interested in doing the theater or the stores (laughs) 
Same cool. that oh, yeah. note. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Why everyone's so mean to me? <laughs> oh my god. I'm so excited. To the nobles. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I'm just a lesser noble. No, well, come on, man. I'm just trying to vibe, man. Why you so mean to me? <laughs> oh my god. Why you so mean? I just vibe. So yeah, that was uh, that's about it for now. That that's all I got. Um, after we are done today, I am going to be finalizing your personal documents. Like I said, to help you cultivate your backstories, I'm leaving the entire creative process up to you. If okay. you want to write me uh, a paragraph about your character's life, and that's it, do it. If you want to write me three pages, do it. I don't care. Just get me something nice and juicy to sink my teeth into to give you guys a nice story to play out. Mm -hmm. To work with, too. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now, I will be controlling who your family members are, who your friends are, are in your backstory so if you know for instance somebody is from efference and they want to be from you know the the titanium mines you want to be part of the clarissime family and you want to be blair clarissime's son now i am going to give you the information on blair on how blair acts i'm also going to tell you that your best friend or supposed best friend or the person you spent your most time with was Jasper Aram's child or somebody from the Aram mines, something like that. I'm not going to restrict you guys too much. I'm not going to tell you, you know, your whole life story. That's up to you to decide. But after you decide on your life story, your character's life story, you're up until this point, you only have 18 years. So there's not a whole lot to tell, but there's something cool that you guys can put in there that can allow me to, integrate into this campaign you know it will you can you can decide your own so like however you want to integrate you know for instance Blair Clarissime in your backstory you know after knowing what she acts like like she's a badass she's a hard ass she was very strict on you so like in your backstory you could talk about my my mom Blair was always very strict growing up and she cared more about the minds blah 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 so so to speak Pog. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just tools. I'm excited. Yeah. Cool. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got for now. This is so nope. weird seeing it is real now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing that I wanted to talk about before, you know, all of you guys split or whatever mm -hmm. is a day to play. <laughs> um... Do we want to play weekly? Do we want to pay bi-weekly? Uh, what day works best for everyone? What time works best for everyone? Okay. We can be uh, flexible. I think, I think evenings, personally, mm -hmm. would be best. Mm -hmm. um, I know, like, for me, I'm the, like, the most out of whack with most people's time zones because I'm West Coast. Mm -hmm. Um so like 7 p.m est would be <laughs> fine you know i'd be more prone to be like if we start like eight so that way it's like five my time yeah um yeah i'm fine with eight um yeah. but uh and usually probably weekends would be best okay Thanks. 
Saturdays I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with Saturdays. Saturdays work for everyone. Saturdays 8 p.m. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, yeah. I I would like to do weekly, but I mean, my schedule just gets yeah. kind of fucking. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. So if a day doesn't work, then yeah. Why don't we tentatively say 8 p.m. weekly? But if we need to postpone mm -hmm. or cancel, we're sure. totally fine with that. Is that good with everyone? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And I think okay. we could probably decide on an exact date to start probably soonish, but it doesn't have to be like... Um, so I'm going on vacation next Wednesday, and I won't be back until Saturday the 20th. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I, mean, I, wasn't, um, I wasn't expecting us to, like, to start immediately. No, 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 no. So ideally, I'd like to start on the 27th of May. That'll give you guys plenty of time to work on backstories, to make your characters fully flesh them out, get ready. Does that make, is that fine? Is that good? Uh, yeah, 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 totally, 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 totally. Sorry, I had to double check my dates because I was like, I have something going on like the twenty first, and I wasn't sure what day that was. All good. Yeah. So um, Gucci. So actually, I just I did just remember with characters in mind. So because personas give you magic. <laughs> Um, and you are getting your own god, which we will talk about. Um, we will decide, me, the DM, and you as a player, individually. The characters that I want you to make, the, the race you can choose, whatever you want. You know, any humanoid race is fine with me. Whatever you want to choose. However, the classes, I will restrict you. So, our options are bard cleric rain uh well, ranger we'll, we could talk about rogue we could talk about um eldritch knight specifically in fighter a paladin sorcerer warlock or wizard you could even choose artificer but any of the ma more magic focused classes now the beauty of D, D and the beauty of having 10 stats across the board is that just because you choose the wizard class, that doesn't mean that you're just a wizard. That's all you do. You're just the squish that stands in the back. That's not how we're running it. The wizard class is just for the sole purpose of your persona, because I'm not going to make you roll with two different character sheets and have a whole different stat block. We're just going to run your magic through your class. The rest of it, you know, if you say, like, for instance... You know, uh, my my persona is a wizard, so I have all these spell slots from wizard, but, you know, my character wields a longsword. I will give you the proficiency to wield a longsword, you know, and medium armor. So it, it, it gets around that whole whole rule of like, oh, wizards can only wear like robes and stuff. Sure, sure. You know, because in the outside realm, you're just a regular person. You're not a wizard. You're mm -hmm. not a sorcerer. You don't have this innate magic. You're not a warlock. You know what I mean? So it's just to it's just to get around some of that murkier base rules, but it also gives you cool things to work with in the palaces, cool mm -hmm. extra stuff to work with. Later so, down the line, because Sol asked this, um, yes. later down the line, not right now, because level one, is mm -hmm. multi-classing a possibility? Could be. It 
like for instance if you wanted to cross class i will say i do not want any of you to be druids i don't want a druid in the party because okay. i don't want to deal with uh wild shape i don't want to use deal with any of that stuff but for instance if you wanted to be like a barbarian or did you wanted to be a monk or you know uh a regular fighter outside of eldritch knight we could talk about it for sure or if you wanted to be it for a magic class for sure Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got some stuff. I got some stuff brewing. Heck yeah. And if you are having trouble deciding, or you're not totally sure, or you want to bounce ideas, I'm literally always around. All you gotta do is message me, and I can hop into a VC, or we can message. It's, it's fine. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Fog. Okay. Any questions? Any comments? I would never. <laughs> Ew, messages. Yuck. Yeah, no, I'm I'm Gucci. I'm so excited, Heck yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been listening to Persona Five music this whole time. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. And as promised, striker sub two hours. <laughs> Yes, that's what I was also hoping for because uh, it's my card shop's Digimon night, and I'm oh, leaving no. for that in like 30 minutes. Let's so. go. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. Pack. I also have to pack tonight. I also have to oh do laundry before God. I leave. I also have to eat food. Oh um, I have a lot of you have do. so much to do. Jesus. Yes, because I have not eaten today because I had coffee earlier as an appetite suppressant unintentionally. Oh my jeez. Um, so yeah, I have a lot to do. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna smack you. I swear to God. Dress. I'm going to smack you. <laughs> Anyways, enough about me. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, cool. Great session. Yeah. 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 Awesome. I'm really excited for this. Uh, I definitely want to talk to you dashing at some point because I yes. have some ideas I want to run by you. See if you yeah. can jive with them. For sure. I actually have an idea for both your character as well. So I can pitch something to you as well, Rai. And you as well, sure. Zane. I also had a yeah. potential thought that you might enjoy. Yeah, well, shoot it, shoot it my way. I'd love to hear it because I wonder if yeah. we're thinking similarly. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't maybe. know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But yeah, if you want to shoot it to me after we're done here, I'd love to just to yeah, see and just kind of bounce off yeah. of it. Cool, 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 cool. For sure. Awesome. Well, this oh. is phenomenal. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. I think on that note, uh, I should take my leave to take care of my chores before I have to leave. But yeah. Please. But yes, excellent session zero. Everybody, I'm very excited to play with you all. I'm so mm -hmm. excited. <laughs> Have at you announced point, your characters? Not yet. We are currently going to work on them, and it's going to be a lot of fun. At <laughs> some point in the next, you know, however long it takes you to work on backstories or characters, I want all of you to just roll a d20 at some point and just tell me what number you get. Okay. I can do that right now. Okay. But on Amy's yeah, sheet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, on that note, I'll take my leave. Have a good rest of your evening, guys. Goodbye. See you, Rye. Adios. Roll a d20. I'm scared yep. for what this I'm is doing for, it. dashing. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this. I'm, 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 get, I'm getting like two or three rolls in first, and then I'm doing it. <laughs> the the warm-up rolls, yeah. The warm-up rolls, exactly. I'm going to go fill my water while you roll your 20s. <laughs> Four. All right, then let's roll. Striker. I got a 19 first roll. <laughs>
I, I always do like five or six rolls and then like decide mm -hmm. on like what it's gonna be. Well, not decide, but like actually have that roll yeah. actually matter. Okay. Oh, I love the Here energy everyone has. It makes me so happy. Yeah. 16. We got a 19 and a 16. Let's go. It was funny because like I did like five or six like like you know warm up rolls. It was like three, nine, six, seven, ten, twelve. <laughs> it's it's and the build right up. When, it's the build yeah, up. And, yeah, and, I, and then like literally it's like all right, fuck it. If it rolls low, it rolls low. Sixteen. So I might start working on her character sheet tonight to get it out of the way. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm taking the day away from all the homies in the house, and I'll, I'll I can work with you on stuff. Pog. Oh my god. We get to sit and just vibe and write backstory. This is going to be so fun. That's my yeah, favorite gonna, thing, is just writing character backstory. It's going to be a D&D day. It's going to be a dend. But yeah, uh, Walrus and Walrus, the only two characters that are kind of set in stone are mine and Bell's. We've announced that they are twins. That's yep. all we have announced. <laughs> this is the very true definition of a Are they the twins? No. <laughs> no, no, we are not those twins, no. That'd be funny. That, that's why he said they, that's why he said those two are also twins. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. I need yeah. speaking of twins, I need to make a small channel for our shared information. You could make um if you want in this Discord, you can make separate channels for each of us. That's just only they can see. I mean of course you can see them, but you're not gonna look. Yeah. I'll do that. Hmm? I'm making a a little section for individual player notes if they don't have anything to like write on. Oh, okay. I was like, it also makes it easier because like shared information that Striker and I would have because twins. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll have the twins information, then each separate information. Yeah. <laughs> the twins. Do you want your individual role as well, or? That's up to you. Depends on how much you want to share. If you want to keep things separate, or if you don't. I will. I have a. I have a little individual Discord. It's underneath all of my notes for Amy. That's entirely up to you. If you want, if you want us to share literally everything, we can share literally everything. <laughs> I was like, we probably would. I feel like. Yeah, probably. With the way that they have been described, it's the only, like, it makes sense. person they'd be, like, fully honest with. All right, then let's have the same channel. Pod. What were the results of your D20s? I sent I a rolled... screenshot. I got a 19. And I rolled a 16. Okay. I forgot to take a, to take a picture. <laughs> I need little character rolls for the channel. I like that Rai and um, Zane's are just Rai's character name. Zane's character name. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can delete that one. I accidentally clicked the button and I was like, oh, fuck. And I tried to go back and it like completed it. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, on, on the Discord, because I'm adding little sections oh. so you have a way to write notes if you don't have like a notepad or something. So you get to have, you know, something you can write notes in. Nice. 
like, I think the only person... I'm not gonna look at your notes. I've got my own things to look at. <laughs> yeah, um, if you were talking about what was in D&D Beyond, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, that can always yeah. be fixed. Yeah, you can always edit it and everything from there. The 27th is going to come fast. I'm excited. I'm going to be exhausted, though, because this is fucking May, and I go crazy in May. Oh, jeez. Don't go crazy, uh, you're stupid. Yeah, I will. So June 10th, I know I will already be gone, so I'll be. Okay. I'll miss that. Okay. We'll okay. probably... I don't want to play without people in this campaign um running with three people especially if you guys are in a dungeon crawl would be extremely difficult yeah um so we might just plan on canceling that week just postponing it okay that's fine of course <laughs> once you guys get character names let me know so i can fix the so I can add your names onto the screen and fix the channel and roles. Hell yeah. I'll uh, do that. You know, are we creating the character on that website then? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, D&D mm -hmm. Beyond. Yep. So, okay. so everything we do is on there. It makes it a lot easier and a lot simpler mm. to understand how to play the game and stuff. Um, I was like, I just started recently too, and I've been using this with dashing, and it's been great, so. <laughs> Neat. Then again, okay. my character is a lot simpler than a magician, so. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we just go good from there then. That we look forward to the the first date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heck oh, yeah. Oh, that's why. <laughs> Honestly, makes sense for him. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yeah, just send me whatever information you have as well, Dashton, for what you want to be done. Because you, you said you had some ideas. Yes, so. I will message you, sir. As well, well, if you have ideas, feel free to pitch them to me. If you yeah, want. I'll send them to you sure. before I start writing up a whole thing. <laughs> Vel, all I will say, yours <laughs> makes a lot of sense, too. Mm -hmm. I'm confused. Yeah, no, uh, Zane, I'm actually super excited. I if if you are gonna have your character from where i think you're gonna have your character from <laughs> so i actually have some cool ideas to pitch to you idea. to think about for sure i will do as such but yeah let me know yeah. for now i take my leave i go work now <laughs> yeah all right sir adios bye everyone you have a good one Thank homie you. Bye -bye. see you i miss him already indeed <laughs> Um, have you have you showed Vel hers yet? I'm sending it to her right now. I was about to say I'm so confused. <laughs> what? It, it, all I will say, yours makes a lot of sense for your character. You know what? Fuck like it. with what you're do... going for, it makes sense. We're just gonna stick with Ariel. God damn it. Doesn't it? God damn it. Mm-hmm. Especially considering what we were just talking about in DMs about what you want to do with your character. 
Listen, the dice gods roll in mysterious ways. I don't like that. That's scary. <laughs> Dashing, that works so perfectly with what we were talking about. You don't understand. You're right, I, I don't, but uh, I am excited to see what you guys concoct. And, and, and Vel, that's why mine is even more hilarious. It would have been funnier if it was that, but no. <laughs> Yo, it would have, it would have been funnier if it was that, but it's still pretty funny. <laughs> It's, oh, that was so on the nose. I don't know how to feel about that. She and I were literally having a conversation about, like, what we're going to do with, like, like what we're going to do with our characters and stuff. Mm -hmm. And one of them was exactly what that thing does <laughs> in five. It was, oh, God. Yeah. And literally in five. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, at least one of us should, you know, do this one thing. Oh wow. My God. One of us mm. is doing that one mm. thing. I wonder. I wonder what that could be. That's funny. Chad has no idea. You probably have an inkling now. Oh, I know exactly, exactly what yeah. it is. Now. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that gave everything away yeah. for what I needed to know. I was like, I at least wanted you to know. I don't want Chad to know just yet. Mm-hmm. A surprise for session one, for sure. That's why I was like, do you guys want to talk about your characters if you want to or not? Like, we yeah. can talk a little bit now if we want to, if people have questions about our characters. Otherwise, we're not going to say shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think. I need to remember to pause the sound alerts. Yeah, if yeah, if chat wants to ask questions, if they, they're for it and shit, like, by all means, sure. Depends on all that stuff. I don't mind. Greg has a sound alert. Of course, Greg has a sound alert. <laughs> it the the the, <laughs> the reason why I didn't want to talk about it though was because I wanted the like session zero to be just about the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Is there a bard? Maybe could be. Who knows? There could there could be. <laughs> we don't we don't totally know yet. Bar I mean bards in this and how this campaign works they don't gotta sing. Nope. True. I don't gotta play instruments. Is important, and I'm gonna pin it for you guys. Absolutely. We said sent as S E N T, correct? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, because it's the it's the it's the persona that'll be the bard, not us. <laughs> we'll make dashing shit. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm singing. I'd pay money to hear Dashing no, sing. No, 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 no. You ain't gotta pay me. Well, hold up. What's I up? Sing, what, what's... I, sing, I sing on my own. What's up, Wendy? Who knows? You might get a musical number out of me in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> I am <sorry. laughs> 
Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Don't do this to me. I won't. And then it just sent me. It just sent oh, me. Oh, there's going to be so many puns. Mm -hmm. There's going to be so many puns with both of our characters, and I love it. Excellent. I'm ready. I'm ready already. You know what? I could have just done this in the same thing. Especially since we fi since we finally decided on that fucking last name, yes. <laughs> yeah. And literally for the memes, her, I'm gonna be fucking with her name. I know. A lot. I know. And I'm, That's I'm, the fucking worst. <laughs> I I I, li I li like we were talking. I was just like, because it'll be funny. Can your character just emphasize super hard on her last name every time she talks? And Vel's like, no, I got it. I am. <laughs> no. Amon! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, fuck yeah. Let's go. Oh, God. Bro, when your chat recommended that, I laughed so hard in the call with that. That was so good. I lost my shit. Oh, jeez.